Language Arts Lady here with another episode of Our Homeschool History. Today we are embarking on year two of our homeschool history with episode number 11. So if you remember the first 10 episodes of this podcast, broadcast, videocast, um, had my first year of homeschooling my sister Lisa. And that was 1983, fall of 83, and then spring of 84. And now it is time to move into year two of our homeschooling adventure. And uh, this is the introduction to that. And that is 19, fall of 84 and spring of 85. And that was the year, uh, the school year that Joshua turned two during and um Lots of changes and lots of exciting things happened as we moved out of homeschooling Lisa and into helping others homeschool. So without further ado, um, I have three main areas uh, that I'd like to introduce today as kind of a uh, uh, preface to a uh, year two. Year two was obviously not filled with a lot of academics and it was not um, filled with a lot of children, a lot of homeschooling and things like that because I just had Joshua. Um, but I thought that I would also take this opportunity during this year two, um, these series of podcast episodes to talk some about babyhood and toddlerhood and some of the things that we've learned throughout the years. It just seems like it might fit right in here. And I don't have a ton of content for year two anyway. So do um, stay tuned to uh, get some of our tips and tricks and lessons that we have learned in just raising um, toddlers specifically and then moving into preschool. All right, so I was done at this point, or we were done at this point, homeschooling my younger sister, Lisa. She went to and thrived in ninth grade this year. Uh, if you remember, she came home in junior high as um, just bullied and uh, defeated and unable really to function uh, due to her um, cognitive disabilities as well as her... Um, uh, social anxiety and things like that. And the bullying there just exasperated that to the point that she could not go to school. And so fresh out of college, after reading my first Dr. Moore books, I told my mom who, and then we had to convince my dad, they were divorced, um, that uh, Ray and I would homeschool her. And so our year had been a success. She was ready to go back to school. I was ready for her to go back to school. I was anxious to embark on other homeschool endeavors, specifically helping families get started with homeschooling and also just continuing to learn and continuing to uh, work with Joshua. Um, you know, basically he was homeschooled from birth. He didn't stand a chance, right? <laughs> He's 40 years old now and he still loves to learn. So, um, she went to school and she thrived there and our year had been a success. Uh, Joshua's second birthday was halfway through this 1984-85 school year. And I spent our days um, teaching him, learning myself, helping others, and continuing to learn how to manage a busy home. So I would be many, many years before I had a really strong handle on that, uh, because even though I told you in year one about my closet lady tendencies and how I would continually do projects over dailies and things like that, and how I overcame that to a great extent, I still have those tendencies, and I still do today. So um, 
And then as our family grew, then there you know, were more home management and uh, family uh, unity, family, um, just family living things um, for me to learn. So uh, I, was, I spent a lot of time learning. And I also, um, had, we also had lots of people in and out. So I think now, you know, we have 100 kids in and out every week in our classes and in private tutoring and things. And um, it's so busy here and the floors get so grungy so fast. And I just think, uh, and I thought we couldn't get more people in and out than we did like during this period of time. Because during this period of time, we held small group every week. We did tons of hospitality and we um, had family in and out. I had younger siblings. Um, besides Lisa, whom I helped with a lot, and they actually eventually even came to live with us for three months uh, while my mom was having surgery, and um, that was, I think that might have been this year. I'm going to look into that, and so that I was busy helping with them a lot, um, also with the small groups, you know, just preparing for hospitality and things like that. And then um, just having people in all the time. Just, you know, I was still um, at this time representing Dr. Moore's materials. And so we had people come in and look at those. And I still, whenever possible, had my little um, homeschool overzealous meetings <laughs> that I told you about in the last episode. Um, so also at this time, I was writing a preschool curriculum for Joshua. Uh, curriculum writing has always been in my blood and um, I always have enjoyed, you know, laying out lessons and writing them out and things like that. So I uh, used the, a lot of the materials from Dr. Moore and then we started to get materials from other places as well and I laid out his preschool curriculum. Now at this time I was also helping other families get started with homeschooling and if you remember right, most local Indiana families, at least the ones in our county, by this time had either, uh, I think there was only like one or two that I knew of that were left. And then the remainder of them um, formed a Christian school together, went to, an, uh, went to a local city, a, a neighboring town, a neighboring city to, um, uh, to go to Christian schools. Um, and some of them just moved. And so there wasn't a lot of homeschool activity in our county, but there was um, there was uh, a lot of activity in Ohio, and we lived on the Indiana-Ohio line. So what that meant was that I was helping families in Ohio as their umbrella teacher. And in Ohio, um, in Indiana, you just had to have 180 days between ages seven and 16 or something like that at the time. And, um, but in Ohio, you had to have an umbrella teacher. So you'd think that it'd be harder to homeschool in Ohio than it would be in Indiana. But because of what was happening in our county and with them wanting to shut down homeschooling in our county and kind of, um, you know, coming against that, that uh, what is equivalent instruction from seven to 16, uh, that really, you know, as I said before, led a lot of people to stop homeschooling, join, you know, join Christian schools and so forth. But in Ohio, uh, they had to have an umbrella teacher. And I became that umbrella teacher for about a half dozen families. And, um, I, uh, 
it had a lot of advantages because it was extremely exciting to me to help people begin homeschooling. I've been, I've been helping people homeschool ever since I was 21 years old and, um, you know, just a kid myself and with a kid myself and, uh, just married a couple of years and, um, my husband and I read homeschooling books aloud every night when we went to bed. Uh, we just loved homeschooling and we've continued to love it for all of these years. So the advantages were definitely that I got to help a lot of people and that was really fun. The disadvantages were that I was young and I was inexperienced and I was overly zealous for homeschooling. And so when I would go into a home and I would do these monthly checks and um, I would just let things slide because I didn't know what to do. And so there were, you know, sometimes that families weren't really homeschooling like they were supposed to be. And um, there were other situations where it was just the living conditions weren't very good. And there were... Um, I, I I was never a big proponent of unschooling. I'm not like totally aghast at it because I feel like people who do it right, you know, really do just create that love for learning and a lot of learning takes place. But there were families who were doing that, which they weren't doing it well. And so I was signing off on these people every month. And now that I look back, you know, as a 21 year old, maybe I was 22 by this time, um, I just, realized that now I didn't handle that right. So, um, you know, I was very uh, overwhelmed, you know, because these people were older than I was and they were telling me, you know, that we, we're fine, we do this, we're okay, we do that. And um, so anyway, that was a real disadvantage to that and kind of bringing back in that little bit of homeschool pride that I talked about last episode and also the, the zealousness and also my inexperience and my youthfulness, I think youth can do amazing things, but I was intimidated, you know, by adults who were older and parented longer and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that was a little bit rough. I loved it on one hand, but on another hand, I always felt a little bit guilty, like I wasn't doing what I should have been doing in those situations. And I continued giving my presentations anytime anybody asked and um, spent my days with Joshua. We continued just trying to build structure for him. We had play dates with um, other young families who had preschoolers and toddlers. Spent a lot of time organizing, as I still do. It's my great love. Uh, I worked in the church children's ministry. I was heading that up and choosing curriculum and doing things like that. So that kept me very busy. And... Um, I did field trips and park days and so forth with a lot of the homeschoolers from Ohio. They were, they were, some of them were maybe 10 minutes from me. Some of them were maybe 30 to 60 minutes from me. So I did have, you know, opportunities to get together with them and also like families that were not in our county who were in Indiana. So we would have park days and, and field trip days and things like that. And yes, I dragged a just turned two year old to these field trips. And I read all the placards to him and I asked him questions and oh, poor Joshua, he was such a great guinea pig. Um, but one really funny thing that I realized is this was my very first year to go to, um, it's near Richmond, it's between Lynn and Richmond, 
think it's called Fountain City, to the Levi Coffin House, which is an amazing, amazing field trip. But I took Joshua, two years old, on this field trip to the Levi Coffin House and, you know, the Underground Railroad and all of that. Um, and that was my first time at the Levi Coffin House. And over the years, I actually took my different ages of kids and different stages to um, uh, the Levi Coffin House six times. So do you really need to go to the Levi Coffin House six times? Well, not all of the kids went six times. Joshua probably went three or four. And then, um, but you know, he wouldn't have remembered when he was two. <laughs> and so that was our first field trip to the Levi Coffin House. So it was a good year for the second year. Um, I'm going to, like I said, talk a lot more about structuring days with preschoolers and toddlers, and also about just parenting in general in that time and keeping them busy if you're homeschooling other kids too at the same time. So I look forward to bringing you more information from our second year of homeschooling, um, as well as those parenting and, um, and homeschooling tips. So I will see you next week in episode 12 of Our Homeschool History. Be sure you subscribe at Language Arts Lady blog, um, iTunes, YouTube, and follow me on Instagram. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me.